0: Welcome to the Health Business Growth Show, where we take you behind the scenes of the top health businesses to learn how they built their success. Remember, success leaves clues, and we're going to be sharing those with you. I'm your host, JJ Bergen, Inc. 5000 founder of the Mindshare Collaborative, along with members of our Mindshare mentor team. And each week, we are joined by some of the most brilliant, innovative, and okay slightly unhinged health business experts you're going to ever meet. These folks have built empires from scratch, navigated the choppy waters of entrepreneurship, and will be sharing both their struggles and their successes on the journey of creating a thriving health business. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level by learning from the best, you are in the right place. In each episode of the Health Business Growth Show, we'll tackle real-world, relevant topics to help you build your audience and scale your income. From marketing to mindset, from hiring to firing, and everything in between. We'll share our own stories of success and failure, interview some of the most amazing guests in the health business world, and we promise to never take ourselves too seriously. Because let's be honest, building your health business can be a bit challenging at times success takes resilience creativity courage and a willingness to step outside of your comfort zone and we are here to help you navigate through all of it find the humor in the chaos and build a health business that's truly worth it so let's get this party started we are so glad you are here Holy smokes. So I just finished recording this interview with my buddy, Mike Koenigs. I'm going to tell you a little bit about him, but I just am going to tease you a little bit because you will want to listen to this probably slower. You know how you take your podcast and go, I'm going to crank that up to 1.5. Now you probably put, want to put this one at 0.75 and really take notes. And my goal with Mike, I said, listen, here's what we need as trusted authorities, as health care professionals looking to get make a bigger impact out in the world, doing courses, doing books, doing podcasts. We need help. We need time back. And I think we can all agree, like time is always the one. It's like not enough time. So he goes, I can show you how I just get 20 to 40 hours back. We just went through step by step how to create everything from blog posts to reels to and well-researched, medically citated, et cetera. And we didn't get to the rest of it like some other time-saving tools, but we are giving you all of that in the show notes as well. I'm gonna put the show notes at ms365.io forward slash AI. But again, we walk through how to use ChatGPT and how to use the plugins to really save time and create well-citated Content. And this is just a teaser because we're going to be going deep into this at the Mindshare Leadership Summit. I'm also bringing Mike out to our mastermind. And we've got another plan, a couple plans for more of this because I think this is going to, be, going to be one of those things I'm always looking for. How do we add income streams? How do we gain back time and create the lifestyle and be able to do the self care we tell our patients and clients to do? And, and this is one of the ways we're going to be able to do this. So let me tell you a little bit about Mike Koenigs, who's now working with some pretty high level people. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say yet who they are, but they are household names working with their business groups to teach them AI and setting up really how to create a chief AI officer in your business. He is a serial entrepreneur. He's a VC and angel investor. He's a judge on entrepreneur.com's elevator pitch. He's a Forbes and entrepreneur writer. He's a six times, 16 times rather bestselling author And he helps experts build empires and personal brands. He calls them category of one personal brands. He works with business owners and entrepreneurs so they get paid for being instead of doing by elevating their status, authority, thought, leadership, and message to create more impact, income, and freedom. He also happens to be one of my closest friends in the world. Absolutely adore him and his amazing wife, Vivian. And he is always on the cutting edge of anything in the tech world. I think he started coding when he was 16. And so as this whole AI was unfolding, I'm like, oh my gosh, Mike, this is your biggest thing ever. Like it's made for you and for who he is and how curious he is. So he is front of the line right here. And we are so lucky to have him here sharing this with us and really breaking down how you can use this. And he shows us in real time. And again, a lot of this is in the show notes. You're definitely gonna wanna check those out. And if you're listening to this before October 5th through 8th, 2023, the Mindshare Leadership Summit, you will have Mike there. So make sure that you are there to take advantage of that. All righty. I will be right back with Mike Koenigs. Stay with me. Mike Koenigs, welcome to the show. Super excited to have you here, my friend.
1: My favorite person in the whole wide world, JJ Virgin. Oh, Ladies you're and just gentlemen. just saying
0: it. We've been having a lot of conversations about AI. And when I think about our community, like their biggest issue is not enough time. Yeah. And their second biggest issue is trying to delegate and people not quite getting it, not being able to find the right person. So I know with our conversations, it seems like AI can solve a lot of these situations, these issues. And that's what I really want to talk about today is how to use AI to claw back a bunch of time.
1: I'll give you I'll give you the big ones because I've been doing a ton of training on a lot of platforms lately, and I survey every audience ahead of time. For example, we had Peter Diamandis's Abundance 360 community. And there's a lot of professionals that I'd say have a very similar mindset to the people in your community. And we work always with a lot of people in the health world. And here's what most people will say is, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough people. I don't have the right team or... My team doesn't have the right capabilities and they're stuck doing the stuff that they'd love to have someone else do. You know, you get stuck in the muck. Recently, we did a survey. I'm going to read these off to you because I think they're relevant, which uh, we asked. What are the top three unfinished tasks or projects that are bothering you right now, sitting on your desk, haunting you that you wish you were done? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll cover what some of those are in a moment, but I'll go through the big question. I think so everyone's
0: the- triggered by that question. Like oh. just getting that question. I was like, ah.
1: So, so here's a typical one. A typical one is like, I have to create an agreement between this thing and that thing, or I've wanted to create a new product that will basically free up my time even more. They're looking for some way to generate some passive income, but someone has to write the business plan. Someone has to write the marketing plan. I've tried communicating my vision to a team member and they never get it done, okay? Or I met with an agency and I burned $25,000 and I have nothing to show for it, okay? Those are the typical ones. And then I'll say to someone, I want you to imagine, I'll tell you what the question is. If you were chosen to do a hot seat to use AI to solve any problem in your business or personal life, what would that be? Now, usually, you have to pre-frame someone so they know what AI is capable of doing. And we usually do that by showing some examples. So for example, just before we start recording today, I asked this question to a guy. And he said, oh my God, I have to get a business agreement over to someone and write that thing but I know it's going to take me hours of time I have to meet with an attorney and then they're going to give me a draft. They're going to charge me a lot of money and I'm going to have to look at it. And I'm going to end up doing all the work anyway. So you end up doing nothing. Okay. So there's, those are some of the hauntings. I was speaking last weekend and this guy was a real estate guy. But again, you can insert any problem in here. And it's like, I've wanted to create a direct mail piece to target a specific audience for a long time. I've told my team to do it four times. It's been six months. It's still not done. And literally all we did is I had him tell me what he wanted to do, who he wanted to talk to. We got it done in less than six minutes. And that included me teaching an entire audience how to do it themselves. And then I had one more question, which is a future pace. It's a classic Dan Sullivan. So imagine you, and I'll put it in your context. Imagine you and JJ Virgin were to sit down one year from today for dinner. What success are you celebrating? that you are able to accomplish personally or professionally because you have access to new technology, people, resources, efficiency, capital, capabilities. In other words, what would you love to have celebrate? And let's not get caught in the weeds. Like, what's the outcome? So maybe I'll turn this around to you, JJ, and we'll actually solve this together. Like, when you think about some of the people who come to Mindshare, Who have been coming there for a long time. What are they frustrated about that they can't get someone to get done or they wish they were done because, and then it would free them up to do what they really want to do. Oh my gosh.
0: There's so many, I'd say some of the biggest issues that our members have is finding, first of all, lead gen's always one.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so then
0: you go lead gen. Okay. Well, what do you need for lead gen? Good content, good copy. Okay, right. but then I need a good content person, a good copy person. They can't find the good content, the good copy person, right? It just goes right. down that
1: black hole. Here's what I typically do. So I'm going to give you some shortcuts to get there. And then we're going to do a meta shortcut, which is how do you learn this stuff really quickly? Like how do you compress time? So if if I had anything, it would be a time machine so I could learn a lot more stuff to get more capabilities without it feeling like it's work. And the brag, the tease is I consume 20 to 40 hours of content in less than an hour a day every morning. It's the first thing I do when I get up now, because it really gets me charged up and gives me energy. It's to learn new stuff that I can use right away. It's just in time, right? So the first thing that I I tell folks now is I have a handy little tool I run all the time, and I know you use it too, which is order.ai. I have it on my phone. I have it on my computer. I have it on my iPad. And anytime I meet with someone, anytime I have a conversation, even when I'm just sitting alone, I run it and I capture everything that I want to do because I tell AI to make it for me. So the secret to, I think the mental block we all have is we are all traumatized as founders because we don't have enough time, money, energy, people or resources. And we'll automatically say, I can't do that because. And what I'd say to you is AI is like a three-year-old that knows everything, doesn't remember anything, and you have to be really explicit and specific to get it to give you what you need. So what I would say, if we're going to go back to the original one, which is lead gen and creating great content, is let's imagine something right now and we'll actually do it together. So we'll actually solve your biggest, best customers' challenges for them so they're more likely to say, man, I want to come to Mindshare to spend more time and do this with you, right? So we can kill a bunch of birds with one stone. So let's imagine if you thought about someone in Mindshare, and we can use a real name or we can use a hypothetical name, but who is their perfect audience that they want to work with and attract? And if they had more of those perfect customers, they'd make more money, they'd be happier. And it would create a snowball of because they'd have more authority and expert status as well.
0: So I'll do one that I won't name names, but we both know the person and they need more people who have gut issues. Oh, yeah. that could be so many practitioners in mind Shoot, I could say you know. menopausal women are gut issues and throw that across and hit 70 percent of them probably.
1: Perfect. OK, good. Typically, like I'm a guy who had gut issues, most people have gut issues, even if they don't know that they have gut issues. Finding people who have that probably won't be the problem. Now we've got to find and create some really great content to get there. And the secret to all this is thinking in AI, which is thinking a certain way and knowing what to ask and then creating the prompt and then what we call stacking prompts, because Oftentimes people who say, yeah, I used AI and it didn't work for me. Well, I always say, if you used it more than a week ago, it's already changed and it's upgraded and it's a lot smarter than it used to be. And the other thing is most people suffer from the blinking cursor that makes you feel stupid syndrome, which means you told it to do something, you got bad results, so you decided it's no good. And that's like saying, hey, I wished I was on the NBA. I tried playing basketball once and I didn't make the team. And it's, ah, it doesn't work that way. Okay, this takes a little practice, but the difference is this thing will make you a great NBA player and it will make you a great prompt engineer if you ask better questions.
0: So to be clear for everybody listening, and I'm going to be over here as if I just turned on a laptop to the internet for the first time. Are we talking about specifically chat GPT?
1: Yeah, I would say for all things practical, this is your universal Swiss Army knife. There's over a thousand apps are being created a week right now. I know, it's insane. And most of them are just using ChatGPT under the hood. And someone's created some custom prompts and they use ChatGPT to create the software that they're selling right now. In a lot of ways, this is the latest get-rich-quick for a little while. The only difference is it's not going to go away. It's not going to be like NFTs and crypto just because this is so real and it's like the perfect combination of technology and psychology and resources and tools all came together. Okay.
0: Someone first off is going to go to chat.openai.com now. There's a
1: shortcut. You can go to ai.com. There's AI. a shortcut. Com. It'll take you right oh, oh, there. Great. Yep. AI.com. And then Even they easier.
0: want to get a paid account for ChatGPT so they can access ChatGPT4?
1: Yes. And the plugins. And it's so much smarter. And what I can tell you is I get more than a thousand time ROI on my $22 a month. Okay. This Literally. is not a
0: big business decision. I was like, no, no. before uh-huh. I knew what I was paying for, I'm like, yes. So yeah. they're going to pay for chat GPT four, which will probably be five tomorrow. By the It's time a little while away. It. Yeah.
1: It's a little while okay. away, but yes. So you have okay. that. And then what I typically do, the reason I brought up Otter, for example, is you are rewarded for a few things. One of them is being curious. One okay. of them is being willing to have a child's mind and being foolish. and oh gosh, you this was made for you totally. yep. <laughs> playful and naughty helps, and then w- being willing to be a fool, being willing to ask stupid questions, and then having fun. This is play, and the reason I say run otters is because you can talk and then copy what it transcribes, so you don't even have to type anything. And there are little plugins you can get. So for example, I would type into ChatGPT right now, and I'm I'm actually running Otter in the background, so I'm going to tell you what happens, but I'm literally going to say something and I'm going to copy-paste. And what I would say is, I want you to act like a chief marketing officer for... A medical practitioner's office that focuses on gut issues. I want you to create 10 leading challenges adults with gut issues have, and then write 10 emails for each one, 10 social media posts for each one, and 10 short video scripts for each one of those challenges. And I literally then would copy this. Okay. Now are you saying doing? 10? Yep. I so like you doing put, 10. I like varieties. I like, so you put it in into chat.
0: You, you set it to otter, so you wouldn't have to type it. So then you cut and paste it from otter because mm-hmm. you said, because you earlier piqued my interest and then we went off on this direction saying, I'm recording everything on Otter. I'm like, okay, but what are you doing with all that stuff that you've got all over the place from Otter? We'll circle back, but you just did that. And the reason that you're doing 10, 10, 10 is because within that, some of them might stink.
1: Some of them might totally stink, yes.
0: But if you said five and five stunk, then you're like, have to go start all over again. And I would assume with better prompts.
1: So here's what it, it did. I pasted this in, so I'm doing this in real time. And the response it said is, Your request is large and might take a bit of time to fully complete. For this response, I'll focus on one gut-related challenge and provide an example of an email, a social media post, and a short video script to give you an idea. If you're satisfied with the format and approach, I can proceed with the remaining challenges. uh, Okay.
0: Okay. And then how do you tell it to proceed? Just say proceed?
1: That's what I do. So what it did is it actually wrote one, and it wrote a little script and a little email. And honestly, the email is boring. I was really vague on purpose because I wanted it to produce something that was boring and kind of yuck. So we make something that's funny and good. I'll give you an example of what the email was. Subject, unmasking IBS, understanding and coping with your gut distress. Almost fell asleep. Okay. Dear name, we hope this email finds you in good health. Oh boy. That sucked. <laughs> At medical practice, we understand that living with irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, can be tough. It's a day-to-day struggle, a guessing game of what to eat, and a constant fear of the next flare-up. But remember, you're not alone. We're here to provide you with expert advice and the latest treatments to manage your IBS symptoms effectively. Let's turn the tide together to creating a healthier and happier you. Click here to book your appointment now. Blah, blah, blah. Boring, boring. Now, here's a Facebook post, though, that the facts aren't bad. It's, did you know, nearly 12% of people globally suffer from IBS. It's not just in your head. It's a genuine health concern. At Blah, 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 we're committed to help you navigate your way through it. And then there's a, um, the script, actually gives you a full description. It says, scene opens with a person experiencing discomfort, looking worried. It'd be like, have you ever needed to fart in church? <laughs> See, had to go there for you, just for uh, you, JJ. Psh- that was my addition, not Chat GPT. But could you? you- Here's a question.
0: If You wanted it now to say, okay, take the boring thing and make it fun. Does it have that history or do you have to put it back in and say, No,
1: here's what's great. This is what's great. So here's the version I'm going to do. And I'm talking into order, so I don't have to type it. And I'm going to say, that was really boring. I want you to rewrite it, but this time do it in the voice of Ryan Reynolds. Begin with a funny joke that is relevant and make the copy and content persuasive, influential, visceral, emotional, but still incentivize the reader, listener, or viewer to take action because they're going to get a free guide that includes the top 10 biggest gut issues and how to treat them and a quiz that helps you figure out how to determine what your gut issues are. Okay.
0: But to be clear, you can refer back to the thing that ChatGPT just wrote or you have to- That's exactly right. So you just Mm -hmm. said, okay, so the ChatGPT has the history of what just went before it.
1: I'm going to say yes and- Because I've had
0: problems with that little piece where I was like, okay, I didn't prompt well, now I got to start all over again.
1: Think of it like this. Here's what I always tell everyone. If you imagine you had a three-year-old that knew everything in the world, but didn't remember a damn thing, and you have to remember that at some point, they're going to run away, they're going to go play with their toys and come back and won't remember anything that you discussed, or that just might happen randomly, like a three-year-old does. It'll be like, what? What is happening is, The current way the the AI works is just imagine you're dealing with a timeshare system and you get a certain amount of time to use something and then it empties out. It's like a pot that holds a certain number of letters and all once either it loses all of them or some of them or most of them. So what you have to do and what I typically do, for example, I'll cover this in some of my time hacks, my time compression hacks that I'll give you is you have to help it understand a base. So very typically what I will do, for example, is gather some information. And then let's say I had a full transcript of a meeting or a presentation I did. And if I copied and pasted all that into ChatGPT, it will just say too much information, I can't do anything with this. So there are tools that are summary tools. And one of them that I use, for example, is called Summarize. Or there's another one that segments long copy. And it basically creates little chunks with a little prompt where you copy paste. So I'm searching for the name of the damn tool right now, but it's uh, uh, ChatGPT Splitter. That's what it is. Yeah, and that's literally the domain. So you could take a big pile of stuff, paste it into this and say, split it up for me. And it breaks it into chunks. And then you just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. And it sort of loads it up into ChatGPT's memory. And then you can tell it to do something with it. Otherwise, if it forgets, you just tell ChatGPT what your outcome is. And you might give it some of the stuff it had before, paste it in and say, work with this.
0: When you load it in, it doesn't keep it there. It's only going to use it in the moment. And then it's boop, yeah. like, there's no storage We call it crawl. persistence.
1: Yeah. There is, however, a way to get a storage vault. All right. So I'm going to give you two of those tools. One that I use all the time. And and here's a good example. We just got a 41-page contract from our developer, the builder we're working with in Mexico. Now, I don't know diddly do about contracts and legal stuff related to building stuff in Mexico. Okay, that's way out of my league. So what I did is I loaded it into a tool. It's called Humata, H-U-M-A-T-A dot A-I. It lets you load up, I think, like up to 20 page documents for free. And then after that, it costs a little bit of money. And there's lots of tools that do this. But what I did is I uploaded it and then you can ask a long document questions. So it's sort of like a sandbox with only your stuff in it. And here's what I typed in. I said, summarize each of the contract points with an ELI five explanation, which stands for explain it like I'm five. Okay. It's really useful because you don't have to know anything. You don't have to remember anything. You've got the smartest human in the world next to you at all times. And then I said, after summarizing each point, act as though you are a specialized lawyer with expertise in Mexican property law, representing us, an American couple, Mike Koenigs and Vivian Glick, who are married. The contract was written by an experienced American developer. We want to know all of the key points of this contract that might represent major issues for us in the future. Also describe in simple terms how much the services are being marked up, what we can expect to pay, what percentage of ownership, equity, and revenue might be responsible for paying. And then based on that, do your best to estimate the cost of development profit and how much will go to the developer versus us. And holy cow, it produced a ton of the points that we needed. And here's what's really important. If you don't know what to ask, tell it to tell you. It will write its own prompts for you. So here's the question
0: with that. Having looked at some of this stuff, especially when I've thrown in to work on health content and, you know, some of the health content issues is, especially in our world of health, there's integrative, there's allopathic. It's like 5,000 religions. Of different things. How do you know in looking at that? How do you know what it's basing this on?
1: So I'll tell you what the after effect of this is. So someone will say, yeah, I heard it hallucinates and it generates bad results. So I'm not going to use it. All right. Someone told me once that everything in the Bible is misogynistic and biased. Be like, I'm not your usual Bible thumper. But I'd say that the person saying that's an idiot. Think about anything you go, you'll get multiple opinions for something.
0: Exactly. And this isn't one plus one equals two. It's not black and white. Yes. So.
1: Yeah. So what I always say, the biggest expert of the day or authority is the one who believes it the loudest. And they've tricked enough other people to believing it the loudest too. So it's flavor of the month club. So the answer to it is, is what you do is when you ask it for an answer, you'll say, and also include verifiable links and citations for each of the points. And one of the things that just got added to ChatGPT is it has web links. Now in the past, when you did a search, the language model only had knowledge up till, I don't know, June or July of 2021. Yeah. Whoa. Now it's current. Yes, it was
0: it, that made no sense that it wasn't current.
1: Here's why it doesn't. Do you remember when the human genome was decoded and it cost like a billion dollars? And suddenly it got less expensive and less expensive, and now it's like a couple hundred dollars. In fact, in some cases, you can basically get it for free when you buy a service. And the reason for that is we've got supercomputers that can crunch the data. So the way the ChatGPT built its language model is a whole bunch of computers scrape basically the entire internet, everything on it, every piece of knowledge, wisdom. And nowadays it's even listening to podcasts and, and watching videos and transcribing those. But basically it compressed all of that stuff and it cost, I don't remember exactly how much, but I know on the, to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars to, to compress the first one. Soon it's going to be down to like a couple hundred. It's because the algorithms have got better. Computers are a lot faster. It's why NVIDIA is worth a trillion dollars now because they make specialized chips that do this stuff. For the most part, what I'm about to say is mostly true, but it's true to illustrate a point. All of human knowledge and wisdom has been compressed into a file they call an LLM or large language model. And there's a lot of them. Google has their own. ChatGPT has their own. Microsoft has their own. And there's a whole bunch of open source ones. There are about eight gigabytes Human knowledge has been boiled down into an algorithm okay? that just determines what words come after the other words in certain context. I'm oversimplifying it, but that's effectively what's going on. I know that might not be relevant to what we're talking about, but the whole point is all this stuff, this is like the iPhone one right now. We just saw the first iPod with a hard drive in it.
0: But I guess the situation is you are going to get a lot of information Mm -hmm. and you'll have the citations. Let's say I'm writing a book and Mm -hmm. I'm figuring out like right now for my next book, I was like, okay, what really should be the recommended intake of protein? And I had to go sorting through all this stuff because there's studies and, you know, all over the place. Mm -hmm. And you still have to then go in, know the citations, look at who was saying them and make a decision. You don't want to just blanketly go with whatever it says, right? You'll refer back to the citations and stuff.
1: Yes, but the distinction now is, is there are plugins that are specifically made to review medical papers and journals for you and find these things for you. So for example, I have a couple plugins that are available for ChatGPT4. One of them, for example, is called Pluginpedia. So it'll find plugins that have specialized capabilities. It's like being able to have a staff of scientists on your, on your wow. team. Another one is called AI Tool Hunt. In other words, it'll go out and find AI tools to solve a problem. There's a couple others. So I'm going to do something for you right now. And I'm going to talk into my order. And I'm going to create a prompt, which is, I want you to act as a professional medical researcher for J.J. Virgin, a Highly rated and trusted health and nutrition professional. She needs to know what the latest and most up-to-date information is on protein intake recommendations for different ages. For 50-year-old women. And... I would like you to do and create a list of the top five most trusted and up-to-date sources of protein intake and include citations, references, and links for each of them. Is that good enough?
0: I got to tell you, I think it's so exciting because my biggest challenge with all this stuff was having to type things in.
1: You are really rewarded for being lazy, okay? Okay. Lazy and curious, and here's another very big thing. So I'll have someone will say to me, "It's always the same old thing. I tried it once and it didn't work, and now I'm not a professional basketball player in the NBA." I'll be like, "Let's see how that works for you." And then the next one will be, "Yeah, what it generated wasn't true." I'll be like, "Well, did you ask it to verify where it came from?" It's sort of like asking a, a student, "Did you check your facts?" Okay, anyone who trusts. The first thing or person that says they're an expert and believes them and then stakes their reputation on it, I think probably deserves disaster. That's my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. So the third is when you get a result and it doesn't look quite right. It's sort of like the first exercise, which by the way, I have to read some of the Ryan Reynolds stuff for you. It's fantastic. What it produced the first time was boring as hell. Now, what someone who has no sense of their time value would do is and I literally was talking to a health professional who told me something exactly like what I'm saying. It produced something that was pretty good. Now I'm going to take about four hours so I can edit it. And I'm like, you know what? Someone should take a baseball bat to your fingers. Did Here's you just why. miss because the memo? <laughs> not. All you do is tell it what's wrong and what you want to change yeah. and say, make it more like this.
0: A book can change the entire trajectory of your career and catapult your brand. I can literally divide my professional career into two halves, before my best-selling book and after my best-selling book because The Virgin Diet changed everything for me and my family. Now, I keep saying best-selling book. as why well. I've got four New York Times best-selling books. The Virgin Diet wasn't my first or even the second book I wrote. The difference was that starting with The Virgin Diet, I had studied what it takes to launch a book out into the world as a bestseller, and I followed that advice to the letter with life-changing results. Once I cracked the code, I repeated the process with my other books. Since then, I've helped multiple members of our MindShare community do the same, including Dr. Isabella Wentz, Dr. Kellyanne Perducci, and Dr. Alan Christensen. Now, I love the phrase, success leaves clues, and this is especially true in the book publishing world. Whether your book still lives in your brain, is ready to be published, or is already out in the world, are exactly how to launch or relaunch your book, teaches you those success clues. I'll be joined by best-selling authors and book strategists Sam Horn and Liz Marshall, and you will learn the critical messaging that gets and keeps a book selling and is people quoting your book. You'll identify the right launch model for you based on your goals and commitment level. You'll discover how to build and leverage meaningful relationships to ensure that your book continues to change the conversation for the long term. You know, beginning authors think that the hardest part of the book process is writing the book. While experienced authors know that it's all about the launch process to get your book selling and then keep it selling so that you can create the impact and income that made you decide to write it in the first place. This Exactly How to Launch or Relaunch Your Book Workshop takes place in the comfort of your home or office, Friday, August 18th, and will be recorded so that you can continue to refer back to it. It's time to get that book out into the world. So to get registered, just join us at ms365.io forward slash e-h-t book. That's ms365.io forward slash e-h-t book.
1: Wouldn't that be one of the best uses of this is to edit things? Totally. And what you do is you say, I want you to act like a professional book editor in the voice of. Like, imagine whoever the best book editor in the world is. I guarantee you this thing has studied every book that person has ever edited and knows the style and has figured it out separate from who the authors are, right? it'll act that way. So if you imagine, first of all, that this is your first draft partner and it never complains, never runs out of energy or time. It won't take vacation. It's up all night just waiting for you. Doesn't need you to say please and thank you. It lets you get to the most efficient place possible. So if you're slightly on the spectrum and you forget how to interact and engage with people once in a while, which isn't uncommon, right? For high performers, It's not going to, it's never going to complain, never ask for a raise. So, and then you can ask for it to refine itself and check itself. So for example, I'm going to give you um, the result. Here's what I got from you. And you just tell me if this is accurate. So it says, let's start by gathering the latest information on protein intake recommendations for women age 50 and above. After that, I'll compile a list of the top five most trusted and up-to-date sources on this topic. Please note that while I strive to provide the most accurate and recent information, it's always a good idea to consult with a healthcare care provider, registered dietitian for personalized advice. So number one, National Institute on Aging, NIA. NIA recommends that older adults pay special attention to their protein intake. And there's a link here, okay? Basically to say, while they do not provide a specific amount, they suggest incorporating lean proteins in every meal. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Academy of Nutrition and Diabetics. Especially who I don't want. Women over 50 should aim for at least one to one and a half grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. This is slightly higher than the recommendation for younger adults due to the increased need for muscle mass maintenance and other factors. There's a link. Next is American Society for Nutrition. They say 0.8 grams a kilogram a day. They may not be adequate for older people to maintain muscle health. They propose a range of 1.1 to 1.2 grams per kilogram per day. Okay. The British Dietetic Association, that's 0.75 per kilogram. And then European Society for Clinical Nutrition and Metabolism, 1.2 to 1.5.
0: Those are not the integrative, the most current protein researchers. Those are not
1: them. Great. So let's, let's ask for the alternative. So I'm going to tell it two things. I'm going to say that information came from mainstream sources. I want you to research the most current integrative doctors, which could include, give me three sources, people that you trust that we can model. Don
0: Lehman, Dr. Donald Lehman, Dr. Stuart Phillips, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, our own Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, who we love.
1: Okay. And I want you to give me all of the information in ounces and pounds, not metric.
0: Yeah. Grams and pounds work great because that's generally how we look at things, not kilograms and grams we have
1: to convert. Great. So I'm basically, just so you know, I'm copying our exact dialogue out of order right now, which includes our banter back and forth. Just a bunch of, I'm not even going to edit it. Okay. Cause chat GPT is so good. It's just going to decode what we mean. Okay. Okay. So then it came back. I just pasted it and it said, I understand your request. Let's look at the protein intake recommendations from the integrative health professionals you mentioned. I'll convert the measurements into ounces and pounds for easier understanding. So it has Dr. Donald Layman, renowned nutrition and exercise researcher recommends a higher protein intake for older adults. He says, 30 to 40 grams of protein per meal, which is approximately 1 to 1.4 ounces. This is to stimulate muscle protein synthesis and prevent muscle loss. Dr. Stuart Phillips. And by the way, it provided a link. Uh, Dr. Phillips, a professor in kinesiology and fellow uh, (laughs) of the American College of Sports Medicine, recommends protein as they have 1.2 to 1.6 grams, kilogram per day. That translates into approximately blah ounces per pound of body weight per day. And then he emphasized the importance of evenly distributing protein intake throughout the day. And then uh, Dr. Gabriel, oh, Gabriel, okay, yeah, one to one and a half grams per pound of lean body mass. And again, all of them have links. And now I can add, I want you to expand and find three more researchers like these and include links, references, and recommendations. So what we just did is an example of not just good prompting and prompt engineering, but prompt stacking. Okay. By the way, one of the things that I didn't finish saying is with some of these tools like AI tool hunt, and there's an AI for that, I could basically say, I want you to find plugins and AI tools that will help me find and research medical data, summarize the latest medical research reports, and create citations for a book. Again, because I was thinking out loud and capturing that with order, I don't have to type it. I don't have to remember anything. So, but you're cutting and pasting it, to be clear. I'm just cutting and pasting. Yep. And by the way... Wouldn't it be great if it could
0: just uh, you can voice record into it, but it never gets me correct. Yes.
1: By the way, I'll tell you who the three people are that it chose. Dr. Luke Van Loon, professor of physiology of exercise and nutrition at Maastricht University Medical Center in the Netherlands. Dr. Nancy Rodriguez, professor of nutritional sciences at the University of Connecticut. And then Dr. Elena Volpe, a professor of geriatrics, neuroscience, and cell biology at the University of Texas Medical Branch. And then while that happened, I captured that little thing, and it's finding AI tools, including Elicit, an AI research assistant that finds and summarizes papers and assists with tasks, a research rabbit, a bunch of med GPT, never heard of a medication guide using GPT for informative searches. Here's what's right around the corner. In fact, I'm having this written right now, JJ. If you haven't watched the movie "Her," recently, it came out 10 years ago. It had Joaquin Phoenix and. Scarlett Johansson as the voice. And basically it was about this lonely guy who had mommy issues and he was a total introvert. He hadn't worked in a couple of years, just in pain. And he goes to get an AI and there's a four minute clip and I'll send you a link so you can put it in the show notes of the AI being born. And basically what this thing did is it said, you know, it said, hi, After he plugs in a USB drive or whatever, and the prompt asked him like four questions. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Are you social or antisocial? The other one is, how well do you get along with your mother? And do you prefer a male or female voice? And then it built this AI that was perfect for him. And it was Scarlett Johansson as the voice. Mm -hmm. And it was like, hi. And he said, what's your name? And she... Named yourself. I can only remember what it, it's not Christina, but it's like that. And he goes, "How did you pick that name?" And he goes, "I've got a database of 180,000 baby names, and it's the one that I like the most." How do you like it? You know, you're brand new. But anyway, after a moment, she said, "Is there anything I can help you with?" And he goes, "I'm overwhelmed." She goes, "Well, do you mind if I look at your hard drive?" "Okay, you mind if I look at your emails?" And basically, she started sifting, sorting, and helping him organize his life in like a minute. And and the reason I'm telling you that is. Right now, there are agents available. So if you do chat GPT, you type in a prompt, you get an answer, you type in a prompt. But an agent is something that's outcome focused. So, for example, if I create an agent command, and which is there's a tool called agent GPT, and there's another one called God Mode. So if you go to godmode.space, and these are free.
0: Are these plugged into chat GPT?
1: They sort of like are built on top. So if you imagine that ChatGPT provides the wheels and the frame, this is a new body and engine. And but if what,
0: I'm on ChatGPT, how do I use those things?
1: Yes. So basically, you'd go to agentgpt.reworked.ai. That's a link, which I'm going to give to you, put we'll in chat. Put all this I'm in the
0: show notes. I'm putting
1: it all in the show notes, okay? And then the other one that I mentioned, so I'm going to do AgentGPT, and I'm going to give you an example of what's gonna happen. So here's what I believe we'll have anywhere from six months to a year from now. And something just like her and what it'll be is, and I've got parts of this working right now. So it's sort of like in a few pieces, you'll turn on this app and you'll say, I want you to listen to all my conversations. I want you to go through all of my documents in my Google drive or my OneDrive or my hard drive and learn who I am. So it'll learn everything you know, And then you could even say, I want you to listen to every podcast I've been on, every video I've ever made. And then what it would do is when it's listening to your conversations, your Zoom meetings, and you've made a commitment to do something, it'll create prompts for itself and start doing them for you. And then when you're done with your deal, it'll say, here's all the stuff I did for you. Do you want me to follow up? with all the people in the meeting and send them notes from our program. If we were doing our podcast right now, it would have transcribed it, written the up-on emails, probably created three, four, five promotional podcast clips. It could have even edited itself, done the transcript and show notes, and it'll do it all in your voice.
0: Now, as I know Sammy's doing that with our podcast, Mm -hmm. so then I would assume a human... Cause you can tell like in a news feed, it'll say written by AI. Well, it doesn't really even need to say that cause you know, cause it's, it's obvious. It still feels like these things still need a human to review it.
1: Yes. Uh, and I'll say, if you can tell, then the person putting in the prompt was an idiot. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I will say at this point it's indiscernible. And what I do is like when I have it, write a prompt, so. I'll give you an example of something that just happened in the past 24 hours. My son, Zach, he goes to CU Boulder. He's a film student and philosophy major. I said, Hey, I'd like to know if you and Elijah, this is Elijah Sasevich, Lisa's son, they came over yesterday and I said, Hey, why don't I feature you guys make something that I can feature with my AI training I'm doing in the morning? And they're like, Okay. So we sat down and we've got some tools right now. Like we're, Uh, not far away, probably 18 months away from from a text prompt to make a video or a movie for you, meaning it'll be an artificial actor, music, special effects, and your agents will know what you like and make stuff you like for you. Like it'll compose music and movies, whatever. What he did is he and Elijah made a claymation puppet show of artificial Peter Diamandis talking to artificial Tony Robbins. And it's good. It's pretty funny. It's a first draft. It's a little rough looking in places. At one point, virtual Peter has four eyes. It's a little weird looking, but it looks like Muppets. And the getting back to answering the question of can you tell that it's AI or not? it's there's still stuff that's really rough. The little text-to-video can only make short clips and they're weird-looking, and sometimes you'll have like a seven-fingered person or or whatever. Every week, it's getting better, like a lot better.
0: Here's the mission-critical thing for someone listening right now, trying to not have a lot of anxiety, raise their cortisol, or get overwhelmed. What would be the best place for someone to start, do you think, is to just really learn and have their team learn how to be excellent, prompters and Mm -hmm. really start to use this because it feels like to me as I've been playing around with this is that it's really good for I've been using it to help source interview questions what's trending now that I can do a tv show on to source stuff to help with articles it seems like the content creative side which is so crazy that this would be is a great place for it is that if someone's just starting now because I find that Mm -hmm. we're so much better if we focus on one thing Get the one thing nailed, go to the next thing. Is this where, you know, would that be a great place to start? Or is there another thing that maybe would be a better low-hanging fruit that they really
1: buy at time? So I'm gonna give you a couple things, a couple gifts and gimmies. One of them is I can give you a few things to give away to all your listeners. One of them is my AI guide, which has All kinds of prompts that we've created and tools that we use all the time. Okay. So that's super easy. We'll put the links in show notes. And then the next one is I have a video of where I actually go through what's known as this is all called generative AI. So it's a step by step video that gives you some really good tools and resources so you get exposed to this and go down the rabbit hole. And then I'm going to teach you the other thing I promised, how I compress 20 to 40 hours into 30 minutes a day. Because if you realize that everything you'd ever want to learn and know about this exists in some way, shape, or form on YouTube today. So you could go to YouTube and type in AI and medical marketing, for example, I'm just making that up. Mm -hmm. There might be something on there, but there'll be something like it. So let's say you found a video, but no one wants to sit around and watch 40 minutes and two hour segments. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts or watch a lot of videos anymore because I have the shortcut. So I'm going to tell you what my shortcut is. Okay. So let's say I go to YouTube and there's a podcast that I love to consume But sometimes the episodes are like four hours long. And it's a guy named Lex Friedman, L E X F R I D M A N. I do this first thing when I get up, I might find 10 videos that are anywhere from 20 minutes to four hours long each. So I grab the links and I copy them. Here's one that just popped up that got on my um, radar. It's a video that's 13 minutes long. I'm looking at it right now. It says, connect ChatGPT with over 5,000 apps, step-by-step API tutorial. Now, I know it's going to be a little technical and a little nerdy, but I also know that if I understand how that thing works, and I can either prototype it myself or delegate it, it'll make some money, and it'll save some time. So I go over to ChatGPT. And there is a plugin. So what you do is you'd add a plugin. It's called VoxScript, V-O-X-S-C-R-I-P-T. Now, VoxScript is a nice, specialized, super easy to use tool. And what it does is it will watch or listen to any YouTube video. In fact, it'll even visit websites. And I give it this command. And so what I want is I, first of all, want a summary of the whole video. I want a list of the bullets of everything discussed. I want an explain it like I'm five description. And then I want a list of all of the links and tools and their websites. And then I'm going to say, I want you to turn this content into an SOP, a standard operating procedure that someone on my team can follow along and get stuff done. Okay. I'm going to literally grab what I just gave, which again was vague and designed for a human. I've done this so many times. I'm going to just say, I want you to summarize this video, create a list of bullets of the most important items discussed, include and explain it like I'm five, 5 Description for each bullet, create a list of all the links and tools and their websites mentioned in this video, and turn this content into an SOP, a standard operating procedure that someone on my team can follow to do what was discussed in this video. The oh, by the way, there is that prompt is now reusable, and the latest version of ChatGPT saves all your prompts for you. Okay. So it's pretty handy. So while I did that, of course, I was capturing it with Otter. I copied it into ChatGPT with the VoxScript plugin selected. And right now it's going through that whole thing. Why do you need the VoxScript thing? So by itself, ChatGPT, even with the web access, doesn't transcribe or know how to read or listen to videos. Oh, So VoxScript specifically does that. So if you think about it, let's just imagine someone said, God dang it. I wish I had a spaceship be like, yeah, me too. I wish I had a spaceship. And then someone comes along and says, did you know there's a tool and a machine that makes spaceships? Like, really? Yeah. And it's free. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the spaceship plugin. And that's basically what's happening right now. Or in order to get to space, sometimes you have to know that there's a tool that's designed that will do it for you or there's something and someone called it that you know it's like how many times have you found out you just didn't know what something was called you couldn't even describe it because you didn't have either the technical vocabulary or the creative vocabulary
0: what i love so much is i was like well how do i add a plugin? and i thought well, I'll just ask chat how to add a plug-in to my yeah. <laughs> chat gpt account uh-huh. and it gave me the steps on how to do it and i'm like oh that's great okay
1: yeah for someone who doesn't okay. know the shortcut is when you log just- in yeah, the you go to your <laughs> bottom left and you click on your head, you know, it's basically in the bottom left, and then you click on settings mm-hmm. and you click on beta features and you have to turn on two switches in there. One says browse with Bing, the other one says plugins. And I can't tell you, first of all, whoever designed the user interface for chat GPT, terrible. And if you're not careful, like on the first dialog box, you can accidentally clear all your chats. And I know someone who did that who had been mm. developing a huge body of work boop, accidentally clicked it, can't get them back. What if if someone had a button on their forehead and it said, (laughs) erase everything in my dad's brain and you accidentally (laughs) pushed it, it'd be terrible. So this thing that it just produced is insanely good. And I'm going to create a link to the chat because now the other thing that these guys added to their credit, okay? So I'm going to give these guys a lot of credit now every chat and every result you ever make you can click a share chat button okay and it'll share your prompt and the results which is like magic it's yeah, magic. i
0: was like having to figure out how to cut and paste to move it
1: oh the hassle so i'm going to give you one more yummy yummy shortcut here and you know we're probably getting to the tail end of this but it is a really really handy plugin. And it's called superpower chat GPT. And what this does is it's like a giant library of pre-written prompts. And then it also provides another function that these guys should have added, but it's a search function. So if you're like me, I'm at the point now where I've probably created a couple thousand prompts. I can search using keywords on them and um, find them because going backwards and finding some of the stuff you made six months ago, good luck with that. There's no way. It's got all kinds of little tools built in. It'll it'll even help you split files and help you write in a certain voice. So if you're writing, for example, and one of the, I'll give you one more little mini story. Zach, he knows better than to ever ask for money, but he does ask for work. He said, Dad, is there something I can do for you? And make some money. And I said, yes, I want to write a book that I've been thinking about for six years. And I said, but you can, I'll only pay you and only do this if you agree to start today and you listen and take notes and don't try to change what I'm telling you to do, okay? I just need you to follow directions and get it done. So he agreed. What we created was a book I wanted to, to write for a long time called Master the Art of Interviewing. Yes, I got it.
0: So oh you did I got it.
1: <laughs> yep. So basically 6 prompts wrote an entire book which were give me a list of the top 25 best interviewers from TV, radio and magazines, okay? And then the second was create a list of the top 25 podcast and YouTube interviewers. And then the prompt that wrote the entire book was write a chapter which is what inspired that person to become an interviewer? The second was what did they learn or how did they learn how to become a great interviewer? who are their mentors, and then what is considered their top 25 interview questions. The reason why I'd never written this book before is because it would have cost 50, 60, $70,000 just to do the research, because that stuff is hard to find. Mm-hmm. You imagine you'd have to listen to, read, consume all their content, and then figure out what their questions are, and then sift them, sort them, decide which ones to keep. Ton of work. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to write the book $60,000 bad, right? The whole body of the book got written in eight hours.
0: It's pretty good. And um, I just, it's out now, right? Because I had it Uh, pre-ordered. What was the name of that plugin you just said? I got the Vox Script one.
1: Okay. Yes. It's called Superpower Chat GPT. And basically it's a browser plugin, I not so see it
0: in the chat GPT,
1: it's not in the plugin store. It no. is actually a browser plugin, which I am sending you the link to right okay. now. Hey, I'm glad I asked and that
0: because I actually figured out how to get things on the chat. I know, man. And that's, I hope this is inspiring for everybody listening because Mike knows that I'm like, I'm always interested in early adopter, but then I get myself all worked up with like, how do you do it? Like, I'm like, yeah. give me the step by step or who can we have do it? So more more usually it's who can we have do it? I'm very glad you're coming to the summit and I'm very glad you're yeah. coming to the mastermind and going deep in all of this stuff and uh, you are going to be around. So if you've been listening and you might've gotten a little cortisol rise from this, just Woo. start with one thing. Just start with one thing, start with chat GPT, start playing around with it, working on your prompts, use it for one thing. Again, what I first used it for was to start getting really good interview questions. Mm -hmm. You know, what are the top questions being asked out in the world about menopause and HRT? And so I just started to really craft all of those. And that was a great starting point. And then it was subject lines. And then it was what are the top trending topics that I could do a TV segment on? And, boom, boom. and boy, it's great when you need some inspiration too. So, But I'm excited oh about the, just the, the research side of it because I can't even tell you the hours I have spent searching, digging through <laughs> to find mm-hmm. the right protein recommendations that have science back that are not the ridiculous ones, the ones that will help you overcome anabolic resistance. So this is super good. More to come if you're listening. We'll have tons in the show notes. Mike is going to be at the Mindshare Leadership Summit. If you're listening to this before the event, he'll be there. Mm-hmm. That's our one If you're part of the Mindshare Mastermind, he'll be at the January one. Boy, do we have a lineup for that. You and Mike McCallowitz, the two Mikes. Oh, yeah. I hear crazy. he's a naughty boy. It's going to be super fun. We're working on another idea with you. So lots of cool stuff in the mix. We will put all of that at ms365.io forward slash Mike K because it's awesome. too hard to spell your last name. So Mike K, or maybe we should just do A-I. Oh, I'll, it I'll tell you personal. what I have
1: for you. Yeah, you could do we'll yeah, want to do that ms365.io forward slash
0: A-I. That's where everything will live. Of course, it's on the podcast player with all the show notes too. So make sure you check it
1: out. We got the cool goodies. And for anyone who's going to be at the summit, here's what I tell everyone. Walk up. And let's solve your biggest business challenge. We'll literally do it live because oftentimes where the biggest transformation takes place is you have this moment of realization and everyone goes through it. It takes between 20 and 50 minutes, I've found. If you haven't been doing AI, but you have this moment where you're like, God, I've been thinking too small. I can't, I just like, boom. You just feel like you've got layers and layers break from you. Like you cracked an egg. And you realize what an abundant universe you're living in because you've got this incredible tool, but you got to just get past that courage, confidence, commitment, fear of, I don't know. And we're so used to feeling like we're going to be shamed or banished for doing something wrong or making. it. And it's like, you can't break this thing. Nothing horrible is going to happen to you. And when you get past the hump, there's this beautiful, beautiful sense of abundance and freedom. And a newfound sense of like childlike creativity that lights you up in ways that are just delightful. I love watching the moment of transformation when people have the aha experience. So that would be my hope and my wish for you is make sure you come to the summit. If you haven't been to one before, and if you haven't worked with JJ and her team, you want to do it. You want to do it before they run out of space.
0: Thank you, honey. It will be fun to have you there. All righty. Again, ms365.io forward slash AI. And again, thank you. This was fabulous. We'll have to do another one. Here at the Mindshare Collaborative, we are committed to helping you increase your vision, income, and impact. One of the first things we'd love to support you on is adding a high profit leveraged income stream so that you can enjoy more time and money freedom. And to help you get started, I've created the Health Professionals Playbook for building multiple streams of income that identifies five proven strategies for creating a sustainable income beyond your primary practice to create time and money freedom. To get your free copy as my gift to you, go to ms365.io forward slash MSI. That's ms365.io forward slash MSI.